Hey guys, welcome to the podcast today. My name is Ashton. Today it is Friday the 13th. It is 8.33 here in the morning. And today we are going to be talking about the Antonio Brown situation. What has all transpired from the last time from our from my last podcast that has happened till today. And how the Chiefs are doing and how the NFL looked week one as a, as a whole. And so that's what I'll mainly be talking about today. And so I'm going to get right into it, the Antonio Brown situation. So if you haven't been keeping up with sports at all recently, Antonio Brown Antonio Brown has been a problem, was a problem for the Raiders. He was a big headache. One week it is he had cryogenic stuff going on with his feet. His He froze his feet by accident. Uh, by going into the cryo chamber, he had the wrong footwear on, and that happened. And then another week, he was planning on to retire because of his helmet situation and how he liked his old helmet better. And in the new NFL policy that he had to have a new modernized helmet because his old helmet uh, is no longer, like, a part of the the new policy and he has had a five-year notice on that he had a five-year notice on that like he knew way in advance that this policy was coming on his in on his helmet and that he needed to change his helmet so he was crying like a baby and threatened to retire and at first I thought he was going to go through with it but then he he didn't go through with it and he cried like a baby he went to court about it and he went to a hearing about it and he pled his case on why he should wear a helmet and he was the only problem he is the only person with the problem out of 2,000 players in the league um, he was the only person that had like an actual problem with it so it it was pretty much it was crazy from the start and then another thing has happened he so he had been skipping practices like showing up to meetings uh, when he was required to show up for those meetings and uh, Mike Mayock the general manager for the Raiders he fined him he was like I'm not I'm not having this Um, I'm gonna fine you and Antonio Brown went to it on Instagram and put it on his Instagram and acted like a fool and was like, yeah, like you're like, you can't like, he was the face of the Raiders. Like he, he was getting away with stuff and he like, he like Antonio Brown acted like he should have, like he shouldn't have even been in that situation to be fined. And, but he was asking to get fined. And then the Raiders in his in Antonio Brown's contract, he has thirty million guaranteed. Well, the Raiders voided twenty one of that million guaranteed when he got fined. So I don't know how that all works out, but all I know is twenty one million got voided and he got released from the Raiders because he 
was just a problem. He was at cancer in the locker room and he was so leading up to that, he tried getting into a like he actually tried to fist fight Mike Mayock, the general manager. Like he tried to throw punches in my Mike Mayock's face. And one, that shouldn't happen in general. And two, like why what's leading like why would you ever throw a punch at your general manager like at all like why throw a punch at all like Antonio Brown is just a nutcase and he is like when I saw that he was released from the Raiders I was I was thrilled I was like happy because I was like let's go like the Raiders they they screwed this one up like they like they always do they're they're just a bum franchise and so I'm happy that they didn't get him. And then, the next thing I know, Antonio Brown signs a one-year deal, $9 million guaranteed contract with the Patriots. And my mind is literally exploding. And this dude has been acting like a fool been acting like a baby for about a month month and a half two months getting his way in Oakland and then finally John Gruden and Mike Mayock release him and he's now he gets to go to the New England Patriots I think that was his plan all along to go to the New England Patriots I think that was his plan when he was in Pittsburgh. Hear me out on this. So, at the beginning of, not this season, but last season, when Antonio Brown was on the Steelers, he knew that this, he knew that the Steelers weren't winning anything. He knew that. He, he knew that Anto- Le'Veon Bell was, was holding out on his contract and he wasn't coming back and he saw the running back situation in Pittsburgh situation he knew that it wasn't going to get done in Pittsburgh so it was just a, a toss up he didn't know if James Conner could develop into the into the best into one of the best running backs and so he was kind of like you know what I'm not in a winning situation right now. So I'm going to even make my situation even worse. I'm going to act out even worse in Pittsburgh than I did before because he he had been a problem for years apparently in Pittsburgh with his attitude and how Pittsburgh managed to keep that behind closed doors. So he this is all my all my opinion. I think this is what happened. So he I think he acted out even worse, like, was like, you know what, I know I'm not in a winning situation, so I'm going to get to a winning, get to a place where I know I can guarantee to win a Super Bowl, and so he sees the New England Patriots, he's probably in contact with them a little bit, like, not through text or anything, but probably through, like, walking in and, like, 
on the low, on the low end. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like, he knows people in the organization of the New England Patriots and is talking to them. And so he's probably talking to Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, like just talking about, hey, like probably one day I'll be playing with you guys and like getting a plan together. And so he's he's in he's in Oakland. He gets traded to Oakland. I know that New England was trying to get him to him into their organization, but the Pittsburgh said no, no, no way. Uh, the Patriots were going to give up a first round pick for him, but the Patriots won a first and a second round pick, and so Patriots weren't wanting to do that, and so they send him instead to Oakland for a third and a fifth, which is even worse deal than what uh, the Patriots gave. But I think they were willing, they were wanting to see New England win another Super another Super Bowl title, so they just went and sent him to purgatory in uh, Oakland. Say, haha, you think you can get away with this now? Good luck. And so Antonio Brown was like, you're not deviating from my plan. My plan's in full motion. So he has acted like a fool in Oakland. That was his plan the entire time, was to get released from Oakland. And that's what happened. He's He got released from Oakland. And now he's with New England, which is one of probably one of the first teams that gave him a contract, which was New England. And... He's going to have to abide by Bill Belichick's rules. And Antonio Brown has been acting like he doesn't live by rules the last couple months. Actually, all the way back to last last regular season game. He skipped the last regular season game to put Pittsburgh into the playoffs. Like, if if he were to show up and actually play in the game and do well in the game... The Steelers probably get into the playoffs. But, nope, he didn't show up for the last regular season game. And Pittsburgh lost. And now, uh, Antonio Brown is in New England, where he has a chance to possibly win a, a Super Bowl. And now, this sexual uh, abuse allegation has come up against him. Um, and he, it's going all the way back to his Pittsburgh days and back to 2017-18 and she is accusing of him of rape and uh, that's not looking good for Antonio Brown because they don't do uh, sexual abuse in New England. They don't tolerate that at all. Like, if you go back to, I think they said 1995 when they drafted like a player from the fifth round. Uh, his name, I believe, is like Christian something, and uh, they he had a sexual abuse allegation, and it was like it was one of the first years Robert Kraft got was the owner, and he had a sexual abuse allegation, and Robert Kraft was like, oh no. No, 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 no. 
You're not going to be a part of this organization um, if you have a sexual abuse or, like, rape or anything, like, of that type of magnitude on, on your record. And so the Patriots released him. And um, if you're a Patriots fan, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But, um, but yeah, so they don't, the Patriots don't deal with that at all. They, they don't whatsoever. So I think regardless of the situation, the Patriots are probably going to release him. He is not going to last the season because mainly Antonio Brown doesn't follow rules anymore. That's what he's been basically portraying that he just doesn't, he does doesn't follow rules and doesn't take to it to authority very well. And he looks at authority and it's like, you're no better than me. You're no bigger than me. And you know, I'm Antonio Brown. Like you can't, you can't take, you can't mess with me. Like if you want to, you want to fight, let's, let's do it right here and now. So Antonio Brown, I don't see him lasting it very well in, in the right, uh, in the Patriots uniform for very long. If he were to stay on the Patriots and if he is innocent in all of this, he, it's, I'm going to refer to it as Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, basically. It's a one lopsided, like, it's one juggernaut against the rest of the league, and I don't really see anybody beating them, beating the New England Patriots. And not only is, would he be playing this year, he'd be playing with them next year as well. He has a second year, a $20 million guaranteed option on his contract with the Patriots. So that's... That's going to be interesting if he is innocent in all of this. And he's going to literally destroy the not only the AFC. Like, I hope, I hope the Chiefs have a chance. I hope, I hope to high heaven that they have a chance against him with that defense. I just hope that they do. Their defense looks better this year. They do. They look like they're willing to make adjustments, and that's a really good thing. And uh, it looked like they did make adjustments within the first game of the regular season. I'll get to that, but um, but yeah, that's it. Will be chaotic in in the NFL if Antonio Brown stays on the Patriots because everybody's going to be it's going to be the new it's going to be the age of the super teams in the NFL and so it's it's going to be like who can, who's the best players and who, who can join the powerhouses and right now offensively it looked like the Chiefs was going to be the, uh, the powerhouse offensively but that might well change with Antonio Brown going to New England and after 
week one of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Patriots facing off in a 33-3 to matchup, uh, Patriots completely dominated uh, the Steelers without Antonio Brown. And so just seeing that, I'm kind of like, oh boy, we're in for a regular season. And so this is going to be really interesting. I'm kind of nervous to see what's going to go all down. Antonio Brown, he's drama wherever he goes. So I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't last the season. So that out of the way, I'm going to get to the Chiefs now and talk about what I saw from them offensively and going to be talking about Tyreek Hill as well. So offensively, the Chiefs did not miss a beat. They had been keeping on track. Uh, Patrick Mahomes took last year's performance and put it into this year's performance so far, so he's looking good. Sammy Watkins came out with big-time performance. He went for 198 receiving yards and three touchdowns and I believe nine receptions, so he he was he was balling out there today uh, on Sunday. And so uh, Tyreek Hill, if you had not heard, he has a shoulder injury and he'll be out for a couple, like few weeks. They list him as day-to-day. He'll be out for like probably three weeks is my guess, um, three or four weeks. So that didn't really change a whole lot because Tyreek Hill got injured probably like it was before halftime. So it was like probably like I think it was like first quarter if I remember correctly. But um he went he went down. It looked like ever I remember kind of like oh crap. We don't have Tyreek Hill. Like, oh no, this isn't going to be good. But we didn't miss a, a beat offensively. Um, this week, I expect Miko Harmon, uh, our rookie receiver, number 17, if you watch him. Uh, he's a speedster, so um, he'll be probably taking the place of Tyreek Hill. And um, so our offense t- didn't miss a beat with Tyreek Hill out there. So it's we're gonna be we're gonna be just fine. There's no reason to panic or anything right now. Um we will miss him in the uh return game, but other than that, I we're not gonna miss him a whole lot, but because we've actually prepared for this moment being without him because of the whole Tyreek Hill situation and the uh suspension that we were expecting to get and uh, and the league didn't suspend him. So that was a good news on our end. We just added another explosive player. So we've been kind of preparing for, for something like this to happen. So offensively, we'll be just fine. LaShawn McCoy looked really good. Um, I was surprised. And yeah, if you didn't hear, uh, we did sign LaShawn McCoy. Um, it's only for this year. And I think it's like a a three million dollar deal. I think that's what it is. It's it's not a whole lot, but 
Um, yeah. And so LaShawn McCoy looked really good. He's wearing Jamal Charles' old number, 25. And they kept Darwin Thompson. He's wearing number 34 now. So if you thought that we cut Darwin Thompson, uh, we didn't. We kept him. And he's he's a really explosive black, too. I, ex- I expect to see him in the return game with uh, Miko Harmon and uh, Tyreek Hill along the way. But... um. Yeah, the offense looked really good, and the defense, the defense, oh boy, the defense. Now, the defense did give up 26 points. Um, They gave up one touchdown from Nick Foles, who went down with an injury um, in the first quarter. Um, He threw a dime, and... uh, and uh, Chris Jones landed on top of him. And uh, Nick Foles is going to be out for Jacksonville for the next six to eight weeks, which means uh, their backup, Marshall. Uh, it's like his name rhymes with like Cashew. And it's like Marshall. I believe that's what his name is. And uh, the Jack, Jags quarterback looked really good he was he was uh a quarterback at washington state um he led the fbs in yards and uh he was really really good um like he completed at least i think like 11 to 12 passes in a row it was like it was like his first 12 completions like in the nfl were were like easily and he was I will say he was doing progressions and doing the check downs and stuff but he looked really good and to complete your first 12 passes I mean that's kind of impressive enough as is but when you're doing it against a Chiefs defense that's kind of it's only it's first year being together with a whole core new group of guys it's kind of like oh okay um but good enough. Uh, he, court, I give the Jags quarterback a lot of credit. I think he'll do pretty good this year. Um, now I think he'll be kind of. They won't open the Jack, the Jaguars won't open up the whole playbook to him, uh, quite just yet. But they'll, I think they'll give him enough each. Like I think they'll be giving him more as the week goes on and the weeks go on and he's going to be the starting quarterback for like the next six to eight weeks in Jacksonville so hopefully Jacksonville can ride the ship and get some wins offensively um and do well offensively you know it'll be a roller coaster ride for sure in Jacksonville um and defensively for the Chiefs we looked we looked all right we didn't look the greatest but we definitely looked better than we did last year and that is an improvement for me and now we still have a lot to go we have a lot more to improve on the defense um but uh the secondary did look a lot better than what we had last year and that is 
that's a good sign. That is definitely a good sign. Um, and it's, and we can only improve from here. So it's, it's a work in progress. Um, so I wouldn't be ready to kill the Chiefs just yet, but uh, just sit back, relax. It's only week one, so we're in front of the long haul. So I think by the end of the by the end of the year, I'm not going to say that this team is going to be top ten, a top ten defense. I'm going to say at least top fifteen. It should be like somewhere around there, like 15, 15, 16, 17, somewhere around there. If we are ranked 20th in the league, I will be okay as long as we are not dead last again. Like, we cannot give up all the yards like we did last year. We just cannot, and all the points cannot. And a lot of good news. Um, more good news from the Chiefs defense. We didn't have any broken assignments or miscommunications. That's also good. That's also good. So that's it for my podcast today, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you are new, subscribe to the channel. And thank you guys for joining us. Sorry about the long wait, but more podcasts are on the way.